Hello, friends. Welcome to part three of my TGFBI draft in League 10, where I'm giving a breakdown of League 10's draft on a live slash somewhat live look into the league. And basically, I'm going through this breaking down my team, but at the end, the final podcast, once I have everybody's teams completed, I will be doing a final evaluation of each team in the league. Um, so where we left off was Friday night as Mr. Ariel was going into, a, asked us to slow down a little bit for him, so we did so. And uh, we've only gotten a couple picks in since then. It's about, it's Sunday morning right now, or Sunday around noon. Um, so basically, I'll leave off where I last picked. Uh, I believe I discussed how I had picked Adam Wainwright with my last pick. And uh, I don't remember where I left off giving everybody else's picks. So basically, I picked Waino in round 14. And I'm looking now to add some outfield and some hitting help. And I really love how this has been going for me. Um, I... And, the guy that just got drafted, actually, uh, about 30 minutes ago, um, is Michael Brantley. And so I had a, a, B, and C for my next pick in round 15, and I ended up getting the two of the three in rounds 15 and 16. So after I picked Wainwright, we saw uh, Jonathan Scope, Travis Darnot, Mike Clevenger, Highmark Candelario, Tariq Skubal, Tanner Hawk. O'Neill Cruz, Tommy Pham, Austin Hayes off the board to finish out round 14. And actually, you know, the top guy I had for round 15 uh, was Trevor Bauer, who went right there at the first pick of round 15. I was hoping to get him, and then I had my three hitters. So I was like, okay, if Bauer's there, I'm going to grab Bauer. Otherwise, I'm going to go with one of these hitters. And if I get Bauer in 15, then hopefully I get one of these hitters in the round 16. But I'm getting two of the hitters. So uh, Bauer went. And then uh, Josh Donaldson, Lucas Sims, Kike Hernandez, Bobby Dalbeck, Ian Happ, Adley Rutschman, Christian Vasquez, AJ Pollock, and then I grabbed Joe Adele. And uh, I picked Adele because I think that he has the upside of 25 to 30 homers with 10 to 15 steals. I don't think he's going to hit a super high average. If he hits around 250, I'll be happy with that. And he was really figuring things out before he got hurt at the end of the year last year. Um, he's still young. He's only 22. So I think that if I can get 25-10, or maybe even 30-15 from Adele with a bunch of RBI and a bunch of runs, I'm going to be very happy with that pick. Uh, he's my second outfielder. I was hoping to have Seiya Suzuki, of course. But <laughs> Okay, that's the last time I'm going to talk about Seiya Suzuki until the end of the draft. Uh, so I picked Joe Adele. And then we see Noah Syndergaard go. John Means, who I actually had in my queue as my next pitcher after Bauer. Um, I like Means this year. And he's falling down, even though the Orioles moved the fences back. I don't really get that. Uh, he's already a good whip pitcher. And he had gave up a lot of home runs. But now that they moved the fences back, you might see less home runs. So I think Means is going to be pretty damn good this year. And uh, he's going at a very good price. Um, that is Drew Wheeler who got him. And then we see after Means, Enoa. Tristan McKenzie, who I also had on my queue, uh, Nikki Lopez, Jose Urquidy, Dylan Floro, Luke Voigt, who I had 
further down in my queue, under the guy that I ended up getting, Garrett Whitlock, Alex Wood, and then I ended up getting Brandon Belt here in round 16. And the funny thing is, Belt has been the highest ranked hitter on my like in my F scores since Seiya Suzuki got off the board. Yeah, I, I had to do it, didn't I? And help myself. So as soon as Say was drafted, Belt was the next highest guy, even though I picked Solaire at 13. Because um, I already had Goldie at first, and I didn't, I wasn't sure I wanted to block up my corner infield spot. But this far down, like that's excellent value for Belt. If he's healthy and puts in a full year, he could put up 35 homers with nice counting stats and a solid average. So I'm happy to get Belt as my CI. Like My infield is really pretty sick. I don't have a catcher yet, but I've got Goldie at first. I have Chris Taylor at second. I have Bobby Witt at shortstop, Arenado at third. And then I've got Belt at corner and a Dames at middle infielder. So I'm very happy with my infield. Um, can't really get much better than that in a 15-teamer, uh, especially in industry league. So next is uh, Ricotta picks Tapia, then Josh Rojas, Harrison Bader, Charlie Blackman, Eugenio Suarez, Jesus Sanchez, Matt Barnes, Yuli Gurriel, John Gray, Andrew Vaughn, Alex Cobb, Nate Lau, Gavin Lux, Elias Diaz, Bailey Ober, and currently, uh, last pick was Michael Brantley, who was the next guy that I had on my queue. Who That's literally the three guys that I had were Adele, Belt, Brantley, as those three hitters, and I was very close to getting all three of them. Uh, but Brantley's gone, and I'm going to be picking in, in the next couple of picks here. I already have my pick on auto. So I've got two picks, Dewars and Ricotta, before my pick in round 10. And I don't think these guys have sniped me at all the entire draft. Let me look here. Um, oh, yeah. Well, Ricotta got me with Acuna in the first round, and he got me with Hendricks in the third round. But he has not sniped me a single time since then, um, picking in front of me at in the ninth spot when I'm in the 10th spot. So... That's pretty good. I haven't been getting sniped by these guys, so hopefully the trend continues and I get my guys on my board. I'll let you guys know who I have on my board so you can see where I'm at. Um, right now I'm looking at uh, picking Mr. Steven Strasburg. He's at the top of my queue. And then I have also have Aaron Ashby, second in my queue. And I've got... Uh, Adam Duvall is third in my queue, so we'll see what ends up happening here. And uh, I'll let you guys go until after my next pick, or maybe probably tonight I'll get back on the horn and hopefully I've made a couple of picks by then. Hello, welcome into the future. It is about, uh, I'd like to say, 10 hours or so since we... Last spoke, or since I last spoke, and you listened to my meanderings, um, and we are a couple rounds into the future. So, where we left off was uh, round 16, and I had grabbed my boy Brandon Belt, and then we were actually coming around in round 17, and I told you I was hoping to get Stevie Strasberg, who has been, it's been reported that he should be ready for spring training whenever that begins. Um, it appears that apparently the players union and the MLB are still far apart. So 
we may be losing more than the first week. Hopefully not. Hopefully, if anything, it's just one more week and we're not losing the entire first month of baseball. Um, hopefully we don't lose any more spring training games because they've canceled up until the 17th. And I have tickets for a game on the 20th in West Palm. So I hope that doesn't happen because I was really looking forward to going to that game. Um, I have a family, so I can really only go on the weekends. And also I work like uh, 16-hour days during the week. So pretty impossible for me to go during the week. So I was really looking forward to that game. And hopefully I can still go at some point or it gets rescheduled my game at a time that is convenient for my family with two babies. Anywho, uh, so that I don't continue to uh, talk about spring training games that you guys don't care about, uh, I think we left off with Michael Brantley getting picked, and that was the guy I wanted. And uh, after Brantley went Joe Barlow and Frank Schwindel, who I'm not a fan of, and then I ended up getting my boy, Steven Strasburg. Very happy about that. And then we start to see a catching run, and I have zero catchers to this point. So at this point, top of my board is Adam Duvall and then a few catchers. And I'm probably going to go catcher-catcher here. And I'm not going to end up releasing this until after the probably the 20th round. And we are now, um, I will be going to round 18. So I won't get, you know, screw myself over here. Um, but basically, uh, Salfino picked Zunino, who is the top catcher on my board. Of course, Salfino. Uh, uh, and then Wheeler picked Alejandro Kirk, who I actually really like. Like, his F scores read the best for plate appearance. But the problem is, like, I don't know what's going on with the Jays. They have a bunch of catchers, right? You got Jansen, they have Kirk, they have McGuire, and then they have Gabriel Moreno. So what are they going to do? Are they going to trade one? Is there time to trade one? <laughs> I mean, really? <laughs> at the start of the season, do the free agents have time to sign anywhere? Like, it's going to be crazy. Uh, right when the right when this ends, right when the lockout ends, there's gonna be a couple crazy days where everyone's signing, trading. Like it's gonna be nuts. They probably already worked out a bunch of deals that they, you know, even though they're not supposed to. I'm sure they have. Um, so we'll see what happens. Uh, next went Anthony Desclafani, and then Aaron Ashby, who was the next pitcher on my board after Strasburg. So Ashby goes. Um, I really like Ashby. He's going to be awesome. The only problem is I think, I don't know how many starts he's going to get this year. Like, he's probably going to spend the first half of the year as a reliever for the Brewers, or until someone gets hurt, then he might convert to a starter. Or, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he will be a starter right out of the gate. So, we really have to see what the Brewers do. If he, if I knew Ashby was a starter out of the gate, I probably would have picked him over Strasburg even. Um, but it's such an unknown. And Strasburg is apparently healthy coming into spring. So even if, you know, Strasburg always gets hurt and, like, probably max out at 160 innings at max, like, I'll be happy to get 140 innings of Strasburg at his uh, normal levels. So after Ashby goes Garrett Hampton, then we turn into round 18, and Herman Marquez goes. A little ballsy getting a Rockies pitcher. I'm not down for that, even though Herman Marquez is awesome. And, like, if he gets traded, it would be really good somewhere. Um, then next goes my boy, Adam Duvall, who I really wanted, uh, but I did need a catcher. And after Zunino and Kirk went, I was pretty like, I almost wanted someone to take Duvall in front of me. Just like, please, someone don't make me choose. Like someone just make, pick Duvall and make my life easy. So I have to get a catcher because otherwise I would have picked Duvall and I still would have had no catchers and I probably would have had really crappy catchers. Uh, after Duvall goes Romano Oriano, who is suspended to start the season. 
the more that the season gets pushed back, the more games of Loriana you lose. So um, he keeps losing value. Uh, next is Miguel Sano. Then IKF, Isaiah Kniner, Falefa. And if Young was playing third base still, if he didn't get hurt, and IKF had the potential to gain catcher eligibility back, like that would have been my dude. But he's going to be a third, so I don't think that's going to happen now. And he's probably not going to get traded now to get that catcher eligibility back. So I grabbed Sean Murphy from Oakland. I really like Sean Murphy. I think his batting average uh, was too low last year. I think he's going to get that back up to like 240 or 250, and he should be hitting 20 dingers. He might, sadly, if Oakland trades Olsen or Chapman, he could very well be like the second best catch or like the second best hitter in that lineup. So that'll be interesting to see. After Sean Murphy goes Kyle Hendricks. Ken Giles, who is my top closer on the board, if I needed a third closer, I'll probably be waiting a few rounds for that. And then Steven Matz just got picked right now as I speak. Um, and Matz, I like, obviously, because he's a Cardinal, um, but there are some other Cardinals pitchers who I think are better value than Matz. So we'll see if one of them falls to me later in the draft. Um, but that is where we are at in round 18. When you hear back from me, it will likely be tomorrow night, and hopefully we'll be to round 20 by that point. We'll at least be, hopefully I will have at least two more picks, maybe three by the time you next hear from me. Uh, we are going, there are like TGFBIs who have been done for a while now. There are some that have just flown through and we're less than two thirds. So um, we've probably got at least another week before we finito uh, our TGFBI. So, or maybe one week, probably by next weekend, I would assume we're done, uh, which would be good to get that done because I have some other drafts coming up as well. And I don't necessarily want it to linger. Um, I like, I don't like having to be like, boom, 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 pick, pick, pick. Um, I, but I do like to get a few picks in a day. Like if I can get three or four picks in a day, I feel like it's a good day. I don't want to only be picking like one guy a day though, or two guys a day. Like I like to get like three or four guys in. So um, that's where we're at. Thanks for listening. And We'll see you in 10 seconds when you hear my voice again, and we are a day in the future. Hello, guys, and probably one gal who is listening. It's been a minute since uh, I've had some time to do the pod in the draft. Uh, we are now actually in round 26. So I left off in round 18 after I picked up Sean Murphy, and... There's been a lot of picks after that. So, uh, basically, I think the last pick was like Steven Matz or something where I was leaving off. Uh, I'll wrap around from Matz again. It's, we had Trovino, Toro, Kittredge, Mice, Santander, VR, Max Kepler, Carson Kelly, Lane Thomas, Danny Jansen, Luis Patino, Gary Sanchez, Will Myers, Jake McGee, and Rowan Wick before my pick. And I was planning here to double cat, double tap catcher for, for a while. And uh, my plan had been to get Sean Murphy and Carson Kelly. But you saw Kelly went at the top of the round to fish. So uh, I grabbed my next catcher on the board, which was Yachty or Molina. So my goal here with Molina, because there are catchers who are going to have better, you know, like hit more home runs. And they might hit for higher averages. Maybe not. 
Matt Molina here at this time. But I wanted someone who's going to get bulk playing time. Nobody plays as much as Yachty. Uh, so I like Sean Murphy and Yachty for playing time, which is really what I wanted in the catcher. Um, after we missed those first few guys, I just want a catcher who's going to get me at-bats, hits, rack up some counting stats, and not hurt me. And uh, Yachty will not hurt you because he'll probably hit 260, 270. So um, I like that pick of Yachty right there. Of course, I made it. Uh, so after Yachty, we see a bit of a catcher run. So that, uh, Max Stassi goes next. Andres Jimenez, Omar Narvaez, Jesus Lozardo, Spencer Torkelson, Yaz, Josiah Gray, James McCann. So you see three catchers right there. Another one comes after my next pick. Mark Canha, Jesus Aguilar, and then I'm on the clock again. And at this point, I only have two outfielders, uh, Jorge Soler and Joe Adele. And I went on a pitcher run kind of in the middle rounds. Uh, between rounds 7 and 14, I grabbed five pitchers. So I'm feeling pretty good about my pitching. I like some of the guys at the back of the draft. So uh, I pick one of my underdogs here, Kyle Lewis, who I expect to rebound nicely in the outfield. I expect him to hit about 260 with 25 homers and 10 steals or so and nice counting stats in an improving Seattle lineup. So I pick Kyle Lewis here. I feel like he's extremely undervalued. And there's a few other outfielders in this range that I really like, such as Andrew McCutcheon, who is my next target after I pick Kyle Lewis. You see another catcher go here, Joey Bart. Julio Rodriguez goes, and there's a prospect that I like better than him that you'll see come off the board here pretty soon. Uh, Aaron Savali, Luis Arias, Luis Torrens. Jamison Tyone, Eric Haas. So look at all those catchers. Within a two-round span, we see after basically right after I drafted Sean Murphy, off the board comes Carson Kelly, Danny Jansen, Gary Sanchez, Yachty, Max Stassi, Omar Narvaez, Eric Haas, Luis Torrance, and Joey, Joey Barton, James McCann. Like, that's a crazy catcher run right there uh, at the rounds 19 and 20. Um, so after Haas is Carrasco, Madrigal, and then we turn back into round 21, Kyle Finnegan, Tyler McGill, Andrew Haney, Kevin Vigio, Paul Seawald, Miguel Rojas, like uh, Ariel there, trying to get a little sneaky pick with some uh, playing time from Miguel Rojas. Jan Gomes, another catcher, Rowdy. And then uh, my guy, one pick away, Andrew McCutcheon. That's who I had at the top of my queue. Um, so I go to my next guy on the, after Kutch. And that's Riley Green, uh, who I who is the prospect that I was mentioning, who I like better than Julio for this year. I expect Riley Green to get a lot more playing time. Now, I don't think he's going to hit nearly for the batting average that Julio is going to, or probably not get the power that Julio will come into the league. But he's probably going to get more steals. I expect he can probably he can go if he plays the majority of the year. He could go fifteen, fifteen, maybe. You know, he could be a 2020 guy over a full year if the CBA does something with maybe a 240 or 250 batting average is the way I see it. Because he does have some swing and miss still. In AAA, I think he has like a 27% K rate. So he does have some swing and miss. After I pick Riley Green, we see Brandon Nimmo off the board. Another catcher, Austin Nola. Uh, Tony Gonsolin, Connor Joe, Drew Rasmussen, Jose Miranda, Cal Quantrill, Vidal Brujan, Devin Williams, Michael Fulmer. And then I go three for three in my last three picks with three outfielders. And I get Lorenzo Kane, who is another underdog that I have. I think Kane is still good for 25 or 30 steals over a whole season. He was hurt last year, so people forget about him. Um, and people think, oh, he's old. But he's 
still young enough and he's spry enough because if you if you look at him he's still stealing bases um i think i think he's good for 10 to 15 homers and 25 to 30 steals with a good batting average and i don't know where he's gonna hit at the lineup right now roster resources has him hitting eighth that doesn't make much sense to me uh i think he's still the off guy i think that he has a better chance of leading off than colton wong um I mean, as a Cardinals fan, they didn't even have Wong leading off. He is hitting eighth for the Cardinals. So I don't think – and Lorenzo Cain is like a premier leadoff guy. He has been for a long time. I know, yes, he's older, but I think he should still be the leadoff guy. And roster resource has that wrong. But, hey, I could be wrong. Uh, after Lorenzo Cain went Christian Javier, James Cap, Lamont Wade Jr., Eliezer Hernandez, Eric Lauer, Zach Plesak, who was my top pitcher on my board for the last couple of rounds here, um, I like Plesak for a bit of a rebound, but I needed some outfielders uh, because I only had two. That puts me a five with Riley Green, who might not even start the season in outfield. So I still need another starter at this point. It's the only spot that I believe I'm missing in my lineup uh, where I don't have a starter. Uh, Adam Frazier. Uh, and then Hassan King goes, who is going to be my next pick. He was, I've had him on the top of my queue for a couple rounds here, but I needed to fill my outfield spots before I went and grabbed a utility guy. So I was trying to do that, even though I have Kim ranked higher than Kane. I have Green ranked higher than Kim, actually. But um, I love that versatility, and I think he's going to rebound nicely. So, And, of course, it's Fishy who takes Kim from me. He's not He can't snipe me because he's, like, nine picks away from me, but he's gets a lot of these guys that I'm planning to reach for, like, the round before I get him. It seems like like with Carson Kelly and Kim and who else. I'm scrolling back up to see who he's, dra- who he's sniped me on this draft. Like I say, you can't snipe me, but uh, George Springer, that's the one that really hurt. I really wanted Springer. And uh, he also got Trevor Rogers, who I was after. So those are kind of the guys that uh, Fish grabbed that I was planning to grab from like eight spots away, one around before me. Uh, Gritchick here at, back at pick one, Taiwan Walker, Ian Kennedy, Chris Flexen, Yusei Kikuchi, Manuel Margot. Rafael Ortega, uh, Joey Wendell, who actually I liked kind of as like a backup to Kim because of his multi-position eligibility. Brandon Marsh, who I had on my board uh, if I need another outfielder. Nico Horner. And then with Kim leaving my board, who was my first choice. With Marsh leaving my board, who was my second choice. I go with Anthony Bender, who I expect to have a solid chance at closing for the Marlins this year. Um, I go over it in some of my other podcasts. If you want to listen to my reliever podcast, or if you want to listen to my, I believe these are my breakouts podcast that just came out, uh, on the ninth, even though I had recorded a couple weeks ago, you can hear me talking about, Oh, how Josh Young is a breakout, even though like dude blew his shoulder out. So that ain't happening now, at least not this year. Um, but just a little behind the scenes, I usually do my recordings a couple weeks before the pod comes out. These ones I'm doing, uh, trying to do as live as possible. I'm a little behind, as you can see, so I'm probably going to release this one tonight. Um, and t- tonight is March 9th, so you'll probably get two pods from me today. Lucky you. Uh, so after I grip in, Bender, Salfino and I were having a bit of a discussion uh, in a in the Twitter thread uh, saying like, yeah, this is, these are the rounds to get aggressive or whatever. And he's like, Oh, I need to get more aggressive. So then he picked Grayson Rodriguez. 
And then his next pick coming back, his next couple, few picks are really aggressive right after that. Basically, he's got like four aggressive picks in a row. And spoiler alert, here they are. Uh, round 23, Greg Grayson. 24, Alex Reyes. 25, Josh Lau. Or Low Lau. I forget which one is Low and which one is Low. And then 26, he gets Kesson Hira. So super aggressive picks there, right? After I told him, I was like, yeah, I'm going to try to get aggressive here in these later rounds because he liked my Raleigh Green pick. Um, so, yep, yeah, Grayson Rodriguez goes. McNeil, Grinky, Frazier, J.P. Crawford. Edward Alzali, who I really like, and I had him on my board as maybe my next starter. Gio Urshela, Tyler Naquin, Patrick Wisdom, Alex Reyes, who I already talked about. And then here's one of my aggressive picks, MJ Melendez here in round 24. In my DC, my last DC, I got really upset when Melendez, I got sniped by Melendez and had to go for Moreno a couple rounds later. I think Melendez has a good chance of starting the year with the team. Um, he basically did all he can in the minors. I don't know if he's going to start with the team, though, which is why I wanted to get with my safe picks of Murphy and Molina. But Melendez would be awesome to, st- to stash in my catcher spot because I feel like he has the abilities to be a top-five catcher if he's playing. Um, so as long as he's playing, he has that ability. I mean, he led the whole minors in homers last year. So dude has a bat, and I think that this is maybe one of the plays of the draft. Like, this is something that I could look back on out of any year and say that MJ Melendez pick was my best pick. Um, that's a possibility. And I, I mean, I could say the same thing about maybe like Strasburg. I like that pick. Kershaw, you know, like some of these risky picks that I make. There's always the risky ones that play out. Shane Boz, Bobby Witt. Like these are these are the ones that are going to win you the league. Um, not the safe ones. Though, like if you don't make the safe ones, like you don't have the chance to bake on the aggressive picks. If you're just super aggressive the whole draft, you're going to get either finish first or you're going to finish last. There's not going to be any middle ground to play on. You can't make any mistakes. Um, so after I draft Melendez, you see Cesar Hernandez come off the board. Mike Moustakis, Royanzi Contreras, who was planning to draft a few rounds. He goes super early, like uh, Kamalski reached for him a bit there. I really like Royanzi, and I've been getting him in most of my leagues, and I thought it was kind of like my secret. But, uh, look, you know, this is an industry league draft, so this happens. Uh, next goes Corey Kluber to Ariel. Um, Chris Paddock to Blakeman, which I don't know. Paddock is probably – I mean, he could start this year, but I really feel like the Padres should make him the closer. Uh, they don't have a closer unless Palm comes back. I like Palm a lot, but uh, Paddock might be the next bet to be a closer. Or Lamette, I guess. Um, Lamette's a little too, like, risky for me to be a closer. He's, like, too, like uh, – too many walks. Too, he has too many bad games. Like, for a closer, you want somebody who's going to just come in and shut it down. You don't want that type of guy as a closer, I think, anyway. Like, I, I watched too many games with Jason Isringhausen with the Cardinals, like, give me heart attacks. So, uh, next is Eric Hosmer, Hunter Dozier, Jose Barrero, Kyle Gibson, Dave Fletcher coming back around, Tanner Rainey, we're now in round 25, Tyler, or Tyrone Taylor, Jacob Stallings, Wilmer Flores, Nestor Cortez Jr., and, oh, Nolan Gorman, break my heart. I was planning to get Gorman. Literally, I, I thought he would go in, like, the 29th round. I was, like, planning to get him in, like, the – I thought he'd go in the 29th or 30th round, so I was planning to get him in, like, the 28th. Um, I didn't think that's when would reach for him this far in advance uh, because I was planning for him to be my second baseman once he came up, and then I was going to have Chris Taylor move around and be my flex guy. Uh, that was my plan for my team from the very beginning when I grabbed Taylor back uh, in round – when was that, like, forever ago? Round – when did I grab Chris Taylor? Round 10. So the, that moment when I didn't get Max Muncy and I grabbed Chris Taylor, I said, I'm going to grab Taylor here, and then I'm going to get Nolan Gorman at the very end of the draft, and Gorman's going to be my second baseman, and I'm going to move Taylor around. But then Gorman got 
uh, three rounds reached for an advance, I think, because his ADP was like at 460 or something. And I was like, okay, so he's going 460. There's a 450 pick draft or so. Yeah, 450. So I was like, okay, um, let me try to get him two rounds early. And then he went five rounds early. Uh, so then Sam Hilliard off the board. I don't really like him. Evan Longoria. And then I grabbed Didi Gregorius. Since Gorman was off the board, I needed another middle infielder. Um, and I went with someone who's going to help out in case Witt doesn't start the year. Basically, that's why I grabbed Didi. Because if Witt starts in the minors this year, and then Adames is my shortstop, I'm going to need a middle infielder. And he was the best middle infielder left on the board. The shortstops left were way better than the second baseman. Like, the best, the best second baseman left was Nick Solak, in my opinion. And I did not want to be picking Nick Solak here, especially over Didi. Didi's so much better. Even though he had a bad year last year, he's going to rebound. Especially if he goes back to the Yankees. He's going to rebound big. So, you know, it, would, it sucks in a way that I had to pick another shortstop because if Witt does start the season at shortstop, then I'm, I've got already Witt and the Dames. So Didi's basically just rot on my bench. He could be good. And he's just going to rot on my bench because I can't put him at util because I've got Otani there. Unless I move Otani to pitcher and put Didi – if Didi's lighting it up, I could put Didi at Util and put Otani at pitcher, I guess. Uh, it's a crappy use of Otani, but, I mean, you only you draft with what you're, you're given. So I didn't really have many choices. And uh, I guess I shot roster flexibility in the heart the moment I picked Otani first. Um, and now it's coming back to bite me at the end. I was actually okay with it until this pick when Gorman got uh, ripped away from me my plans. Um, but Didi's really good, so I can't hate on the pick. Um, and then also there's the potential that Witt plays third. And if Witt plays third, if they keep Nicky Lopez and then they want to put Witt or like Adalberto at second or something like that. I mean, like I'd rather do that than put Adalberto at third. Put Witt at third. And then I can get third base eligibility for Witt. And then I can make Witt my corner in the event that like Belt gets hurt. You know, Belt's going to get hurt at some point. Um, but, hey, that's like 10 games in the future. We might even get 10 games this season, right? Baseball just pushed the season back another week today. Um, so that's where I grabbed Didi. Salfino grabs Lau. Low, low Lau. Uh, Wheeler gets Chad Green. Loisaga off the board. So we're seeing some of these set, super setup men. Everyone's waiting for Chapman to die. <laughs> uh, not literally. Don't take that as a literal thing. I mean, in baseball sense. Don't give out of me. Uh, next is Jared Duran. Then Marco Gonzalez, who's my top pitcher post um, Al Soleil, I think. So he goes. And then Tony Kemp off the board, back around toward me. Brady Singer off the board. Robinson Cano, Yandy Diaz, Kessin Hira. It's my pick. I'm definitely going pitcher here. And I was back and forth between two guys that are left on the board. And I ended up grabbing Dakota Hudson, who I really like. I, I, I was one. I thought Dakota might fall more, which is why I was teetering between him and someone else. I was trying to figure out who's going to fall because I want a bull still, and I'm hoping to get the bull still. But um, I, I, I was trying to see who do who do I think might get picked first. And I like Dakota Hudson. He's reliable. He's going to have a low ERA. He has a career three point one four ERA. Uh, he's I think going to pitch a better WHIP. Because the Cardinals' defense is much better than the last time he was pitching a full, like, full season. So I expect Dakota Hudson to, I mean, like, he might not get a ton of innings because he's coming off Tommy John. But he could get 
150, 160 innings, which is okay for my seventh starter, um, assuming Strasburg and Kershaw are going to be healthy. And I need to get some safe starters who are going to build some innings at this point uh, because of that risk, because Boz might not be starting the season on the Rays, which, I mean, like, there's a better, now that this season is getting shortened, there's a better chance that he's going to be playing the full season. Um, and same thing with, like, Kershaw and Strauss. But um, with those risks on my team, I need to get someone safe and who won't hurt me. And Dakota Hudson will do that. He's not going to get strikeouts for me, but he's going to give me a good ERA. He's going to give me a good whip. And with the Cardinals, he's going to have a good chance of getting wins. So I like that pick. Uh, next goes Patrick Corbett. And then after that is Paven Smith, um, who got auto-drafted from Dewhurst because uh, I, I think, I'm pretty sure he killed, it. he killed it on the clock here. And Paven was the top guy on the standard draft board. So I think that was a, a clock out. And if someone clocks out again, it's going to be Josh Young. He's the next guy on the, on the ADP. So we'll see uh, if that happens. These were kind of crawling now. Today is just a complete crawl. Yesterday was in Monday. We're so fast. I didn't have time to podcast, uh, especially because I was doing a CBS mock Monday night after work. So I didn't have time to pod. And uh, yesterday, I can't even remember what I was doing. I was working all night, I think. So here I am. Uh, we're in round 26. This is going to be released tonight. This is my part three of TGFBI. Next time that I pod, it will be part four of TGFBI. And it will be um, basically the last few rounds. And I'm going to go over my team. And then I'm going to release a, like a recap. Or what I'm going to do is I'm going to go over some of the I'm going to basically just grade the teams, I think. I'm going to go through and grade each team. Um, obviously, it's my grades. Everyone's going to give themselves an A. You know, everyone is, is drafting. If you don't think that your team's going to finish first, then you did it wrong. So I'm going to go and grade all the teams when I do my uh, Part 5, TGFBI. So that is the plan. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. Keep listening. If you haven't done it yet, Give me a follow on Twitter, at Fantasy Aceball. Um, go ahead and follow me on Twitter. Check out my podcasts and follow my pod on Apple Pod or Spotify. That is the Fantasy Aceball podcast. Go check out my written work at Friends with Fantasy Benefits. You can search Friends with Fantasy Benefits or shout out Justin Mason for giving me the opportunity to uh, post over there as well. And... Um, I'm going to see when we get to part five, how my team stacks up against my two nemesis. Nemesis that is nemesis plural to nemesis. I'm going to make it that way. I can't remember from journalism class. Uh, I got Ariel and Salfino, my two nemesis. We're going to grade, grade it out guys. And you'll probably hate my grades, but that's okay. We can talk about that. So, um, thanks again for listening. Check out my other pods. My breakouts came out today. My sleepers came out last week. Those are some fun podcasts, and you can check out my position rankings and escorts on my other pods. Thank you, guys. Until next time.